Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is The Kelly Roach Show, and today we're breaking down the six steps that I took within the first 30 days of acquiring a new business to make it profitable, productive, and set it up for scalable growth. Now, these steps are in no specific order, but I do want to emphasize that each of them carry weight and equal importance. And I also want to share that even if you're not considering purchasing another company, these are great things to evaluate in your existing business because I guarantee you're going to find value here even if you're never thinking about purchasing another company. Although in today's market, it's a great time to think about gobbling up market share by buying businesses for pennies on the dollar. And I recorded an episode about that, I think it was four months ago. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. And again, these are not in specific order. They're just in the order that I'm covering them on the show today. Number one, we went from five offers to one offer. So there were over five different price points, different offers, different ways to uh, begin working with the organization. And it was very, very hard to build a scalable model around that. Those of you that have been following me for a while know that in my first company, the core thing that I focused on to take it from seven to eight figures, and even from six to seven figures, was focusing on one core flagship offer. And then, of course, there's ancillary offers, you know, that you build upon as a natural extension, but there's one core entry point. So that's the first thing, right? You want to have the ability to create a splash in the market and to be really clear about what the one thing of this business is, and you want to be the best at it right? And I shared in one of the recent episodes how one of the reasons why I broke out my other companies coming into this year was that I wanted each of my companies to be the best in the world at their one thing. And when you're trying to do lots of different things, you're not going to be the best at any of them. And that was one of the reasons why I split out my other businesses. And that was also one of the very first things that I did upon acquiring another company. Number two, went from eight contractors to two full-time people that do joint roles across several of my businesses. So the dilution of staff is a major issue that I see in a lot of small businesses. I see people get really excited about building a team and then they go way overboard. They overcomplicate things. They have too many hands in the pot. There's too many people. There's overlapping roles. And Having too many people creates just as much of a breakdown in the business as having too few people. So you don't want to swing the pendulum one way or the other. You don't want to be overstaffed and you don't want to be understaffed. What we saw was that it was creating so many redundancies in the business and it was actually slowing down the ability to drive growth. But also it was kind of creating a a little bit of a, a blurriness in who was owning what, and tasks were going through multiple people that by the time it funneled through multiple people, we could have just done the task 
And so uh, that simplification alone was a huge, huge catalyst for growth right out of the gate. The third one was setting the vision and really locking into a North Star. Now, anybody who has listened to this show for any period of time has heard me speak about the importance of North Star so, so much. It is everything. I feel as a CEO, the number one most important responsibility that you have is creating clear vision and making sure that everything in the brand is aligned with the North Star. And when that piece is not in place, Everyone can be running hard and fast, but in lots of different directions, and you're not necessarily seeing the results or the outcome that you want, okay? So we got really, really dialed in to vision, super clear on the North Star. And I also want to emphasize that the clarity around the North Star is equally important for your internal team as it is for your external market. And that was a huge, huge piece of focus for us because we recognize that in order to take the brand global to the level that we really wanted to, and just in the first part of this year, we already have, uh, you know, pop-ups and events and members uh, on multiple continents, countries all over the world. And so that focus on the North Star and, and really clarifying for the market who we are and who we are becoming, and what we want to be, and who we are for, was an incredibly important piece of crystallizing the growth trajectory for the business. That goes hand in hand with number four. And remember, these are in no specific order, but we did a total A to Z rebrand, and we did that immediately. We literally behind the scenes, rebuilt the brand top to bottom and flipped the switch from literally the day that we announced the acquisition. We rebranded because we wanted the brand to match the energy and the essence of the brand position, the North Star, and the global position that we wanted to take as a business. And people underestimate so, so much the importance of that congruence and that continuity. Again, between internally, who do you want to be, and externally, what is the market's experience of you? And with this particular brand, because there are so many kind of fluffy, lightweight competitors in the space that we're in, which, by the way, for everyone listening, how many of you are shaking your head and nodding? We're all in industries where we're with a lot of fluffy, uh, lightweight competitors. You know, the brand was really important to us because we're taking a very different market position than the competitors in the space. And it was really important that the design elements of the brand, the photography, the, you know, the font, the colors, everything about it needed to match the market positioning. Okay. Number five, we were well aware of Zoom fatigue. We were well aware of all of the shifts in the market and all of the changes that have been happening and how important it was to add an in-person element right away. So that was that was immediate upon acquisition, immediate the first week, I think it might have even been the first day that we announced the acquisition, we added an in-person element because we knew that that was uh, de- in demand and needed in order to claim the position that we wanted. 
There's nothing more important in today's economic climate and business landscape than creating visibility for your business online. You need a strong referral network. You need to be connected to the right people and you need to have a way to get seen and get heard so you can get paid. Today, I wanna invite you to the very special open house that we have coming up for the Advanced Expert Network on October 18th, where you get a sneak peek into the power and magic of collaboration, elevation, and referral partnerships. I hope I'll see you there. Click the link below to get registered, and I can't wait to allow you to see the magic inside. And then number six, uh, we got the Conviction Marketing Agency, which is my marketing agency, to take over social media and start generating daily leads from social. So you know, there's a lot that we've done to reposition and to come out of the gate really, really strong with this company. But I think in going through these things, I was making a couple notes for the episode today and I, I thought to myself, wow, it's so interesting because it's so easy when you're doing an acquisition to look at another business from the outside in and it's so obvious what you need to do. And I guarantee that if any one of you were going to acquire a business, these things would jump off the page at you. But the harder part is, can you see these things in your own business now? Can you see where the disconnects are now? One of the things that I absolutely love to do, and I'm, I do this with my legacy leaders all the time, we're getting ready to head to Costa Rica with my legacy builders and my legacy leaders in uh, just about a week here. And one of the first things we'll do in each of those sessions is go through and do a SWOT analysis. And it is so important to do a SWOT analysis every quarter in your business, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And to get really, really clear on what's working, what's not, what's the low-lying fruit, what's the thing that you better course correct on soon or you're gonna be in trouble, what's the opportunity that you're simply not jumping on that could be an immediate breakthrough for the business, right? So I hope going through these things, I, I really hope that the, some things jumped off the page at you. And I hope that you thought of some things that you can evaluate in your own business that are going to make you more productive and more profitable. I also want to remind you that really focusing on productivity in your company is so key. And I think it's important to draw the distinction that productivity and working hard are not the same thing. And people get really aggravated and mad at me when I talk about this. Working hard, like expending a lot of energy, is not the same as being productive. In a small business, being productive is creating profitability. It is creating exceptional results for customers. It is retaining customers. It is getting more renewals from those customers. It is generating new business, and it is creating uh, operations that are well-run, you know, systematic, predictable, profitable. And I think in a lot of small businesses, business owners put up this defense like, my team is working so hard, I'm working so hard, there's nothing more that we can do, we're, we're, everybody's burnout, everyone's overwhelmed. That's because they're not productive. That's because they're not productive. And when I went through this process with the acquisition, uh, we needed to get the business productive, which actually meant doing far, far less, having less staff, having less dilution, having less offers, 
And it's so fascinating because everyone always thinks that scaling a business is about doing more, adding on more, um, splitting out more, more offers, more people. And it's usually not the case. And one of my objectives, you know, I, I want to build this particular company to at least a $20 million business within the next three to five years. I absolutely think that we can do that with the trajectory that we're on. And I will tell you that the biggest focus of mine in order to make that $20 million trajectory for this business that I acquired happen in a three to five year period was simplification. Now, if you feel like in your business that you have been working so, so hard and you are not seeing the results that you want and you feel like your team is working their tails off and yet, again, they are not, uh, they're not productive, they're not profitable, I want you to think about attending the Scale with Simplicity workshop that I have kicking off on May 15th, okay? So I want to make sure that you understand that scaling is not about complexity. Scaling is not about adding more. Scaling is not about diluting your efforts. In fact, it's the exact opposite. And I want to show you how, and I want to show you what. So how can you join? Two, two ways you can join. One, you can scroll down in the show notes below this episode and you can click the link and register. Or two, you can head on over to Facebook and you can request to join the Scale with Simplicity Facebook group. These are two ways that you can join me. So you can scroll down in the show notes down below, or you can uh, request to join the Scale with Simplicity Facebook group. But I want you to know that it is not necessarily about working harder, working more hours, or adding more things. It is usually about exactly the opposite. And I can't wait to walk you through what that can look like. But coming back to the topic of today's episode, in helping your business to become profitable and productive, I want you to really think about the things that we talked about. Simplifying the number of offers, simplifying the amount of people, really locking into the vision and the North Star, rebranding to match the energy and the essence of the new brand position, adding the in-person element, and using the Conviction Marketing Agency to get and keep the edge with the social media marketing that we're doing. These six things transformed this business almost immediately, and we're now on the trajectory for growth for the future. So I hope you picked up on some things that you can apply to your business starting now, and I just want to encourage everyone that's listening, I want to remind you once again that it's not about doing more, it's about doing better and challenging ourselves to focus on creating productive companies, not just hardworking ones. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I appreciate every single one of our listeners. I'm so thankful for each of you and I hope I'll see you on the May 15th kickoff of the Scale with Simplicity Workshop. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.